it, it was always like up until this point, it's always been like, Oh, I'll focus on this for now. And then this later. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't really have a balance in place, but I think the most important thing, like welcome back to young smart money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we are sitting down with Kieran O'Brien. This dude is recently 20 years old. Um, and he's got some amazing, amazing wisdom, knowledge to share in the world of building a social media marketing agency. This dude started a company called Geared Social uh, about three, four years ago now, where he works with companies in the automotive industry to reach more people, land more clients, sell more stuff, utilizing social media. So in, in this episode, Kieran is going to share with you guys sort of the three pillars that, that ha he has utilized in order to build this business and the three sort of biggest lessons that he's learned in the world of entrepreneurship as far as building this company from the ground up um, and turning it into a very successful six plus figure company. He's a guy who's really genuine as well. I mean, a lot of these a lot of these young guys out there will, will run around like peddling, peddling courses or just like pontificating on stuff that they have no business speaking on. And Kieran's someone who's really not interested in doing any of that at all. You're gonna be able to tell throughout the interview that this guy's extremely genuine. He's not one to speak on things that he hasn't done himself, which is honestly not super common among the, the world of, of hustle culture and young entrepreneurs. So it was really refreshing to sit down and talk with Kieran and really get to hear how he was able to build his business and, and get to the places where he's at today. We're gonna to talk about uh, building relationships we're going to talk about your reputation as an entrepreneur, the importance of that, and, and how you can ensure that you're not putting your reputation on the line when, when you are, are, are building a business, when you are doing stuff, because your, your reputation is one of the most valuable assets that you have. And once you jeopardize that, it's going to be very difficult to come back from that. I mean, you can look at plenty of examples in, in the world of young entrepreneurs of people who have um, sort of jeopardized their reputation at an early age and are now in a position where it's very difficult for them to recover from that. So Kieran's going to be talking about how he thinks about his reputation, how he prioritizes that, and how he has utilized his uh, agency to then build his personal brand further and um, grow his reputation at the same time. We're also going be talking about developing valuable skill sets and how Kieran has been able to really hone in and learn and grow in his um, really valuable skill set that is social media marketing. So without further ado, I'm super stoked to dive into this episode and give Kieran the mics. Guys, I want you all to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money with Kieran O'Brien. All right, Kieran, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, uh, Kieran, our listeners got to hear a bit about you in the intro, but for those of them that aren't, aren't super familiar with you, don't know who you are, what you're working on, give us a quick like 60-second snapshot of where you're at right now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm a 20-year-old entrepreneur. It's uh, a little bit weird to say that now. I just turned 20 last week, like five, <laughs> six days ago. Um, so, I'm used to saying 19-year-old uh, entrepreneur. But anyway, I'm 20 now. Um, I kind of started in my entrepreneurial journey, so to speak, when I was 16. Um, and long story short, I pretty much, uh, I, I just really didn't want to work for anybody else. And so, um, my dad told me that I had two options. I either had to, you know, start earning my own money and, and, you know, probably had to start a business to do that. Um, or I'd have to join the military and I was like, Nope, don't really want to join the military. So I kind of just had to make it work. And I, I found my first mentor, luckily at a very young age. Um, he kind of got me into entrepreneur, um, but also into, 
um, into the automotive industry, which is actually the industry that I'm in until uh, to this day. And so my main business is my automotive marketing agency um, called Geared Social that I run day in and day out. And I was I was also blessed with, um, I guess, some influence on social media um, because I've I've been very close friends with a couple big uh, social media influencers. And so that's kind of provided me with the luxury of you know, having a following and being able to influence young entrepreneurs. And so that's been something that I've been uh, increasingly becoming more passionate about recently because, you know, I'll get on phone calls or mentorship calls with young kids that are looking to kind of do what I do or start their own online business or whatever it is. And, you know, being able to really help them and, you know, create value for them is, is something that, that uh, brings me a lot of um, happiness and fulfillment. And uh, I just love seeing, seeing other people win, especially young kids that, um, you know, that can get their start and, and really, uh, you know, find something that they enjoy doing and, and kind of break the mold. So a hundred percent, man. And I can totally relate to what you said about like, once you turn 20, I mean, it just feels so weird saying, yeah, 20 year old entrepreneur instead of 19. Cause like, I don't know, I, I feel like this might just be me, but like, I feel like 19 just has such a better ring to it. People are like, right. like being a teenager, like doing all this stuff. People are like, wow. And then you turn 20 and it's kind of like, oh, I'm like 20 years old. Like I'm getting up there. So it's like, right, right. yeah, I, I had a little bit of like a quarter life crisis. I was like, man, like I am, I'm 20 now. Like, I don't know. I, I think 21 is where it really hits you. I don't know because I just feel like 21, like now you're kind of, you've kind of unlocked everything. Like 20, you're not a teenager, but you're, you're still young. I but I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like ages, it really is just a number. And like yeah. the fact that nothing held me back when I was 16 at a young age means that, you know, I, I, I hopefully will still have the same mindset when I'm 60 that, you know, age really is just a number because, you know, there's, there's people that are in their sixties and seventies doing tech startups. And there's people that are 16 years old getting into stuff that normally is a, a field that 50 and 60 year olds are, are involved in. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting day and age and, uh, and just like kind of a, an interesting time to be alive because there's so much opportunity and there's so many ways to make money and there's so many ways to make an impact on the world um, because of all these platforms and these social media, um, you know, all these different social media platforms that we have out there. And so I just find it super interesting to, to see how different people in different age groups are leveraging these tools to um, make money and make an impact. So Straight up, man. I could not agree more. So I know you said you got started when you were about 16 years old. And I want to flash back to like middle school, high school, Kieran, right. um, just to give our listeners some context of like where you're coming from. So talk to us about that time period. Were you interested in entrepreneurship at all? Like from that, that young, yeah. young age or what were you doing? So I was, but I didn't really know that I was, if that makes sense. Like I, I always had like a, a drive to like do something different. Um, I didn't really know what the word like entrepreneurship meant necessarily. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, if we kind of flash back, like you said, to my middle school, high school days, like I was, I was always the kid that would go out there and, and shovel some driveways to make a few extra bucks in the winter. I was always trying to like flip sneakers. Um, I would, you know, flip Pokemon cards. I would sell, um, I would sell stuff in school. Like I'd create like these paper, like these paper things that like these little uh, statues and like air, paper airplanes and stuff like that and sell them to kids in my class. And so I was always doing stuff like that, but that honestly, it kind of faded away when I got into like my first couple years of high school. I didn't really do too much of it anymore. I was a, I was a big athlete. Um, so I was like, like a tri-sport athlete. I played hockey, lacrosse, and I was on the, the swim team. So yeah. I was always really athletic and active growing up. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so there, and there was a couple different catalysts that happened when I was like 16, about to turn 17, that kind of just placed me into um, this world of entrepreneurship and self-development and eventually, you know, got me to, to start my own business. And that's kind of, uh, that it was, it was a really interesting year. Like my junior year of high school is kind of where everything started to fall in place. So yeah, talk to us about that. Some of those catalysts and like what, what got you to make that transition? Right. So, um, again, like I was, I, I was really young for my age. So I actually graduated high school at, at 17 years old. I didn't turn 18 until like four months after I graduated. So I was always like on the younger. Mm. Um, I think if I was born 10 days later, I would have been a grade lower. Sure. Um, Cause I'm, I have like an August birthday. Okay. So anyway, with that being said, I was always younger. Um, I was always like on the younger side and like the more immature side of like my peers, um, mm-hmm. so to speak, like I was, I'd always just like matured slower than everyone else just because I was so young for my age. And so, um, I don't know, like I was always, I always felt like I didn't really fit in with the kids in my class. Like in middle school, I would eat lunch in the library and play chess with the, you know, with like the, the kids that would play chess in there. Um, like, I mean, I'll, I'll call myself a nerd, I guess. Cause like, that's th- those kids, they were like the, the nerds, so to speak sure. in my middle school. And so I was always like a, like a nerdy kid in middle school. And then in high school, when I really got into sports and I was like the captain of the hockey team, my senior year, et cetera, I got really into sports. And so like, I was kind of like a nerd at heart, but then I was athletic. So I became friends with like the popular kids, so to speak, because like through my, my sports. Mm-hmm. And so I I kind of like walked this line where like I had friends in different like social circles throughout high school. Um, But I, I never really had any like super, super close friendships um, in high school. Like I had a couple here and there, but they, they would all, you know, they'd be around for a little bit and then they kind of drift off because I was always just doing something different. Like I was always looking for something to like, to be unique and to set myself apart. And so getting back into kind of these catalysts, um, I had this conversation with my, with my dad that I briefly touched on earlier in this podcast where I was like, okay, am I going to join the military or am I going to start my own business and figure it out and then start making a living, right? Because um, something just told me that, that college, the college route wasn't for me. And I think honestly, it, it goes back to me always wanting to do something different. Like I just saw that everybody else was going to college and going this typical route. And I saw that and I was like, I don't know if I want to do that because everyone else is doing it. That was literally just what my thought process was. And so um, I, uh, I started researching different things. And then my dad recommended that I reach out to this one guy by the name of Matt Curry. Um, he had built and sold a 22 location franchise of auto repair shops. I think it was like 22 locations or something for like tens of millions of dollars. And so he was like a local um, success story, multimillionaire. And he lived um, like 20 minutes from where I grew up. So I reached out to him. I emailed him. Right. And he, uh, and he says, Hey, Kieran, um, come over this weekend to my lake house and, uh, and we'll chat. And so I literally, I drive to his lake house and fun fact, I was stuck behind a cop on my way on this like dirt road leading up to this guy's <laughs> lake house. I was stuck behind a police officer and, um, and I get there a minute. I think our meeting was at 10 AM. I get there at nine 59 or nine 58 and he walks up and he's like, Kieran, if you're ever late to a meeting with me again, I'm, I'm not going to meet with you anymore. And I was like, I'm not like, like, like it's 10 a.m. right now. Like I'm, I'm on time. And he's like, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. And I was like, whoa. And, and I don't know why, but that stuck with me to this day. I'm always, I always try to be like, 
eight to 10 minutes early to every single meeting that I'm, that I ever go to with clients, with, with students, with friends, whatever it is. Like I'm always trying to, I always try to be early to my meetings um, because of him. And so that same year is actually when I met my best friend, Jeffrey um, from JR garage. He's got a big automotive YouTube channel. Um, and he was a super big inspiration for me as well, because he was a, he did a million dollars in sales with his e-commerce business at 15 years old. Wow. Um, he, he was a, he's kind of like an eBay uh, reseller. And so he did that on a really big scale with his brothers and they like built this big eBay business out of their house in Virginia. Um, cause you know, that's where I'm from. And so he went to like a rival high school of mine. We became friends my junior year as well. And then he actually, um, bought a Ferrari. He bought his first Ferrari. I think he was, uh, just, he just turned 17 when he bought his first Ferrari and then he drove it to his high school, put a GoPro on the windshield and put it, put that video up on YouTube. And the video got like 10 million views within the matter of a couple months. He had like a hundred thousand subscribers. And so I'm telling you guys all this story because it kind of came to a, a point in my life where I was looking for a business to start. I had this mentor who was um, you know, a multimillionaire in the automotive industry. Now all of a sudden my best friend and one of the other biggest inspirations in my life, Jeffrey was one of the biggest automotive influencers like in the country. And so I found myself in this circle of people who not only were business owners and making money and doing their own thing and, you know, uh, and entrepreneurs, they're also in the automotive industry. And so I was like, this has to be a sign from the universe or from God, whatever you guys believe in. This has to be a sign that like I should, I should do my own thing and I should probably go get into the automotive industry. Um, cause that's just what I felt like was, was calling me. And I've been a car enthusiast my whole life. I love cars. And so, uh, literally about a month later, um, the, like the week before my junior year started high school, um, I, I filed for an LLC with LegalZoom and I, uh, I started Geared Social, which is my company to this day. And it's an automotive marketing firm. And we've gone through a lot of different phases and transitions and like doing different things. But at the core, we've always done marketing for automotive-based businesses. We've done it with massive e-commerce brands like mom and pop auto repair shops. We've done it with big OEM companies, like kind of everything uh, and everything in between. And so that's kind of like the catalyst that happened my senior year of high school and then um, or my junior year of high school, then senior year of high school, I hit six figures in revenue and the rest is history. So awesome, man. Well, there's a lot of stuff in, in there that I want to dive into. Yeah, sure. Um, the first of which is, is marketing. So what made you decide that you wanted to do marketing? Did you have like any experience in that in the past? <sighs> Not really. I always just, I always had like, I, I believe that marketing is a mixture of art and science and you kind of have to be good yeah. at both be good at marketing. Like the people who are all about data and analytic and analytics and metrics are going to fail at marketing. And the people that are all about creative and art and everything like that are also going to fail at marketing. I feel like you, you have to have a mixture of both, or if you're building like an agency, then you have to have a mixture of both on your team. You have to have the creative people and the analytics metrics people. Right. And so I always had a little bit of both. I was always interested in you know, conversions and how to, how does, how does somebody become a customer of a business? Like I was always interested in that process growing up. Um, and like, like I'd walk, I'd watch somebody walk into a restaurant and sit down and order some food off the menu. And like, just as a kid, like I would always subconsciously just think to myself like, okay, why is that person doing that? Like what is, what is motivating them to make the choices that they're make, making? Why did they decide to come to this restaurant? Like whatever it was, why did they decide to buy that car? You know, I was always thinking about those things. And then 
um, on the art and creative side of things, I always admired brands that, that did a really good job of branding and marketing. I, I admired Apple and Steve Jobs a lot growing up. And, um, and then what kind of got me into the social media side of the marketing world is uh, my first mentor, Matt, who I've told you about, um, asked me to run his personal brand on Facebook. Hmm. And uh, he, he, he came to me and he was like, hey, Kieran, have you ever um, managed a Facebook page before? And I was like, no, like Facebook's for old people. I've never, I've never done that before. I was like 16, 17 at the time. And, um, and he was like, okay, well, I mean, I'd love, I'd love for you to run my page. And, uh, I was like, okay, awesome. I'll do it for free. And so I literally just like made little designs in Canva and uh, worked for him for free. And so that's how I got started in social media. And it kind of just all like fell together because I had a couple different skill sets just naturally that made me decent at marketing. And then I had this mentor that asked me to do um, his social media for him, et cetera. Um, and from there, it just kind of like snowballed into me realizing, holy crap, there's a business out there for this. Like I can create a business that charges people to do exactly what I'm doing right now for this guy for free. And I can do it at scale. 100%. So one thing that you mentioned that I think is really valuable as well is like transitions and like how your business has sort of like changed over time. Because I mean, for me, the, the, the same thing is, is true. And I know it is for a lot of young entrepreneurs as well, because a lot of times we'll have an idea in our head, but that idea evolves and it changes as we learn more, as we build more skills, as we build a team. So talk to the listener now about like how, how your journey progressed and how your business went through these sort of ebbs and flows and transitions. Right. Um, it's, it's interesting because like, I'm, I'm going to answer your question, but I want to preface it by saying that, you know, a lot of young entrepreneurs, they try to be like gurus and give advice on things. And I believe genuinely that you should only give advice on things you have experience with. So like I can give you, I can answer that question with the two and a half, three years of experience that I have running my own business being 20 years old. Right. But I want the listeners to take it with a grain of salt because number one, everybody's journey is different and and how everybody gets to the point that they're at today is completely different. And then number two is that three years of, you know, running your own business only gets you so much experience. And at the same time, like what I did in 2017 is completely different than what I'll be doing in 2027 because especially in marketing and especially with social media and and anything internet related, it's, it's, changes so fast. So like on a fundamental level, I think that what I've done to get to this point is number one, focus on reputation. Hmm. I've always focused on reputation. If somebody doesn't like me, it bothers the crap out of me. Like I I can't sleep at night if somebody doesn't like me and I go to the ends of the earth to make sure that, you know, if I do like, if I do um, make somebody not like me or if I, if I tarnish a relationship somehow, which doesn't happen very frequently, but you know, there's all, there's always going to be times where somebody like has the wrong, um, or the wrong impression of you, or somebody talks crap about you behind your back. You know, I always try to make sure that I, that I write those wrongs wherever I can and reputation and then building a good reputation in the first place, I think is super important. Um, and then I guess the next thing from there is relationships because you can have all the skills in the world. You can be amazing at everything. Right. Um, but if you don't have relationships and if you don't have it, you know, if, if people don't know who you are, Right. And if you don't have relationships, not only good relationships like in your personal life, but relationships with people that matter in your industry, people that matter in your professional life, you're not going to get anywhere very fast. Right. And you know, it's not like it's not about getting places fast. I'm just saying, like, if you have 
good, solid, real, raw, professional relationships in your industry with people that have influence. Doors are going to open up to you like you've never seen before. Uh, I think a great example of this is one of my best friends, Casey Adams, um, who I know, I know you've spoken with Casey before. Um, this is literally all he does all day, every day is build relationships with high level people because at the end of the day, us as young entrepreneurs, we can have the skills, we can have all these things going for us, right? But you know, we're still very early on in our journey and we need mentors. We need relationships with people that are going to help us get to that next level. And if we don't have those things, it's going to take us way, way longer to get to where we're trying to go. So, um, just recapping reputation and relationships are the two things that I really focused on early on. Um, and of course building your skill set, right? Building valuable high level skills that are going to get you paid and bring in revenue to all the companies that you're ever a part of. And, uh, and as an individual, like, you know, I know that I'll never be hungry. I know that I'll never be homeless just because of the skill sets that I've built and the relationships that I built as well. So hundred percent. And, and I think talking about, uh, about reputation for a second, it's, it's so important. And I see a lot of young people not really realizing and like I, I myself don't even really realize the importance of my reputation. Cause like that's an asset that's always going to be with me. And if you screw that thing up once um, it's going to be tough to come back from that. Like if you tarnish your personal brand um, in, in a, even in a relatively minor way, like if you give people that bad taste in their mouth, it's, it's not going to be very easy for you to go back on that if, if right. possible at all, you know, like, and, and here's the thing with social media though. Like if like you and I, like we're, we're influencers on social media, so to speak. Right. And so like we have eyeballs on us, um, on a daily basis. And so, um, especially being young, like we're going to mess up, we're going to do things yeah. right. And, and people are going to talk crap. There's always going to be opinions floating around. You're, there's always going to be people that are going to try to tear you down at the end of the day, you know, in, you know, like in your heart, like I know how cliche that sounds, but like, you know, deep down if you're a good person or if you're a bad person. And so yeah, you know what your intentions are. if you have good intentions genuinely, right. And you know, there's always going to be rough patches. There's always going to be things that happen. Like I hate, I, I don't hate, but I, I strongly dislike the message that some people deliver on how like, Oh, like you just have to be good at everything and like strive for, for perfection. Like that's real, but like failure is a real thing too. So, you know, if you mess up, if you do something that makes people unhappy, whether it's, you know, a client, like if you're in the agency game or like you're coaching people, whatever, like it's a real thing to not be able to get results for somebody. You just have to take ownership. Number one, you have to make sure that you take ownership about it when it happens. And number two, you have to learn from your mistakes and move forward with that knowledge of, Oh, this, I did this wrong and it didn't work. Now, what do I have to do next time to make sure that it does? And so that's something that I've always carried with me because, um, young entrepreneurs, like we will make a lot of mistakes. Right. And Straight up. That's it. That's, I just think that it's, it's about how you handle it. And it's about how you move forward from it. So do you have any examples of, of mistakes that you'd be willing to share with our listeners today that, that you've made at some point and how you sort of dealt with those? Um, no, nothing like specific really comes to mind. Um, I mean, owning an agency, like I've dealt with tons and tons of clients just in yeah. my over the last few years. And like, of course there, there's clients where like the expectations weren't set properly from the beginning. So they're expecting one thing, we deliver another thing and you know, and, and maybe they're not fully satisfied and we lose yeah. them as a client. Like it just happens, right? It's, it's part of the agency game. Um, but yeah, like that's the best way 
that I've ever like learned things about myself, about uh, whatever services we were providing, how to sharpen those and make sure that we do it right the next time. Like, I don't really think if I think back on all like the little like mini failures and the things that I've done wrong in my entrepreneurship career, I can't really think about one thing that I didn't learn a lesson from. And so I think that's, that's what separates people, the people that fail and don't learn from it from the people that fail and learn from it. The people that fail and learn from their failures are the ones that are going to succeed long-term because they're always going to be improving even when they're failing, they're improving. So mm. How, do you have any strategies for our listeners for how they can sort of open their eyes to the lessons that these failures have the potential to teach them? Because I know a lot of times people like when, when they do fail, I mean, they're not feeling great. They might've lost a client. They're feeling kind of down. Right. Do you have any strategies for how they can begin to like look through that and, and really see uh, what, what maybe the message of the lesson is from that? Ask for feedback. I made a video about this on my YouTube channel, actually about like what to do when you lose a client. I, I, mm still get emails about it. Like people would DM me, email me about that video. Um, it didn't even go like super viral, but people message me about it all the time because what I say in that is that, you know, you can it, like when, when people say learn from your failures, like that's a, that's a buzz term that's thrown around a lot, like learn from your failures, right? Everyone says it, but how do you learn from your failures? Right? Do you just say, Oh, this is what I think went wrong. Let me fix that. No. If you failed, talk to whoever was involved in that. So if you lose a client, talk to that client and say, Hey, what did I do wrong? What could we have done differently? What can I do to improve on this? I want to make sure that this doesn't happen again, whatever it is, like ask for feedback, especially when you're young, especially when you're just getting started. If something doesn't go the way that you plan or you fail or whatever the case is, ask for feedback. And because that feedback is going to be the most real, the most raw thing that you're ever going to hear. And it's going to help you more than just you being in your own head, trying to figure out, Oh, what did I do wrong? Because that's never going to get you anywhere because that's just all your own opinion. And you're going to justify things to yourself and uh, you're never going to improve that way. That's yeah, that was extremely valuable, man. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you sharing that. Uh, and I think that really could help a lot of people get a lot more insight as, as far as like, cause most people wouldn't even think like they lose that client. They'd be like, well, that bridge is burned. I'm not going to do anything like it's right. over. But, but yeah, I mean, just a simple email, simple, like reaching out being like, Hey, I'm sorry to hear that. Like what, and just like asking for them, like what, what you could have done, what went right. wrong and, and how, yeah. So I'm, I'm right. grateful for that, man. And, and so another question that I have, cause you mentioned like having a valuable skill set earlier on, how do you personally um, balance your, your agency and, and the work that you're doing there with like your, your social media presence, your personal brand? Cause I, I know that you have a decent like personal brand built up. You're putting out a good bit of content. So how do you, how do you balance those two things? Um, I'm still figuring that out to be honest with you. Sure. Uh, I, it, it was always like up until this point, it's always been like, Oh, I'll focus on this for now. And then this later. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't really have a balance in place, but I think the most important thing, like if you're balancing a personal brand and a business or multiple businesses, it's having the right, the right people in place. So, you need to build up a team that's going to help you stay productive and stay efficient in all of the aspects of your life. So I have a team that edits all my videos for my personal brand and mm -hmm. does my, you know, all my like funnels and everything like that for my personal brand. Right. I have a, I have a team of, of awesome people that does that. And then I have a team over here with my agency. And so I focus, I definitely focus more of my energy on my agency, but then they also kind of tie together every now and then because my success with my agency is, um, 
my success with my agency is, uh, is something that I use as like a case study for my personal brand. Because, you know, if I'm teaching people how to build an agency, they don't want to learn from somebody that hasn't done it themselves. Like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to learn from, from someone who hasn't built a real business on how to build a real business. Right. Yep. So I, I strive myself in, uh, or I strive to build an agency that is profitable and that actually gets real results for our clients. That way I can come back and say, Hey guys, as Kieran O'Brien, as my personal brand, this is what you should do because I've done it right. This is how you do it. This is, these are the steps you need to take. Um, and then the same works in reverse. When I build my personal brand up, now I've actually, I've closed clients from my personal brand in and funneled them into my agency um, because they, they kind of go hand in hand. And like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big your business gets. You're always going to be the face of the company as the CEO, as the founder, as the entrepreneur behind it. Right? Like even a company as big as Facebook, like Mark Zuckerberg takes the heat when, you know, big, big things happen when it's in the news. Right? So at the end of the day, like your personal brand and your core business, whatever it is, is always going to be correlated somehow. So hmm. That's that. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Now, as far as building a team goes, talk to us about that process. Like when did you start building out your team? When did you decide that was necessary? Not early enough. I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, I started building out my team. Like, like, uh, I, I, I was a solopreneur for a while because I, yeah. I, you know, I just had a few clients and I was doing my thing. Um, I'd say about a year and a half ago is when I like brought my first person on to really help me with with um, like day-to-day -day operations in my agency. And ever since then, you know, we've grown, we have a team of five people now um, on the agency side of things. And then I've got two people that help me with my personal brand. Um, and so I'd say the biggest tips that I have for building a team, um, at, and I'll give tips specifically for young people on a small scale, because yeah, yeah. The, the tips that somebody with a 300 person company can give you are gonna be way more sure. valuable than what I'm about to say. but there's, there's steps that you need to take to get there. So that person with a 300 person company with 300 employees, they were in the position that I'm in right now at some point in their journey too. So to get from point A to let's call where I am point B and then the 300 person company point F, right? To get from point A to point B, I think the most important thing is hiring people with potential. Um, hiring people that have the skill set already to get one job done, right? So like, let's say you need, um, you need somebody, you need to hire somebody for a task. Um, and you, you also have this other task that needs to be filled. Um, but it's not as urgent. It's something that you, that you can handle for the time being. So you hire somebody for that original task, you get them going, you get them into a system and, and process there. Right. And then working on your team, like building the company culture, doing all those things, you take that person and you take them under your wing and you start to train them up on other skill sets. So they become an asset to themselves. First of all, they're building new skill sets. They become an asset to your company because now they're doing the thing that you brought them in to do originally. And now they're, they also have these new skill sets that you've taught them. And so they're doing more than what they were originally brought in to do in the first place. So um, that just really comes down to building up your team because when you're young, you can't afford to hire like a bunch of people. You have to have people who are multifaceted, who, who are like weapons that you can just point, right? You need to be able to have people that can do more than one thing. You don't, you can't afford to have one trick ponies as a yep. small business owner or as a young entrepreneur that's just getting started. You need people that are dedicated and that can do all the different things that, that come along with having a small team because there's a lot of stuff that you have to deal with as you know, a young, like startup founder, entrepreneur, somebody who's just getting started. So 
Man, I couldn't agree more. So like where, where have you found most of your people or like where have you effectively been able to, to find people at? Right. And I'll, I'll honestly say like this might not be super helpful, but my personal brand is where a lot of, sure. a lot of people, I find a lot of talent through my personal brand, to be honest with you. And I've been blessed with, um, you know, again, like I said earlier, like having this influence on social media um, that was uh, greatly attributed to like my relationships and my friendships that I was able to build this, this personal brand. And so I do find a lot of people that I end up hiring or bringing on board on my team as contractors through that. Um, now, I would say, um, you know, there's definitely awesome resources out there like Upwork and Fiverr. And I have hired people from, um, from places like that before in, in the past. Um, but, you know, I, I also would recommend that if you are, um, if you're like looking to build a personal brand yourself, then you should do that and you, sh you should put the time and effort into to doing that so that you can have the benefit of being able to hire people and all the other benefits that come with a personal brand eventually. So do you think it's ever too early to start building a personal brand? Like if, if cause something that I see a lot is, is people building personal brands before they have anything sort of to stand behind it. Cause you have like your agency, it's like a real business. Right, right. Um, so you can use your personal brand to like teach people things that you've learned from your real business. Whereas some people will just like pull out their phone, start making Instagram stories, giving business advice when they, they don't have a business to speak of. So what, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? Right. Well, like I said earlier, there's, you don't, I'm not a fan of giving advice on things that I don't Straight know. Up. Right. Like there is advice that I can give to people that's going to be valuable to them because I've done it. Right. Yep. You know? And so, and there's a lot of young people that are out there like that. If, I'm not trying to sound like, like Gary V right now, but if you just, <laughs> if you speak your truth and if you, if you base your personal brand around things that are true to you, that you're actually doing, yeah. then, then you can build a personal brand. And like the, the other thing that I tell people is your personal brand evolves as you do. So as you're growing and as you're changing and, and what you do in your business and in your career and, and your life, like you are going to change as a person throughout the course of your life. And so is your personal brand. Right. And also people, people think that personal brand is like your Instagram account. No, like your personal brand is your reputation. It's yeah. what people think about when they hear your name. Yeah. That is placed on platforms like Instagram. Sure. But in 15 years when Instagram isn't around anymore, or when there's a new most popular social media platform, your personal brand is still going to be there because it's, it's just kind of what's tied to you as a human being in the eye of the public. That's what it is at the end of the day. So hundred percent now, now bouncing back to, to team building for a second, how do you, how do you, cause I mean, I'm in this process as well. I've got a team of like four or five people, all of them are overseas actually. Um, but, but just establishing that, that solid team, um, getting people trained on and such, how do you, how do you vet people that, um, maybe hit you up on social or, or find you through your personal brand and, um, sort of pitch you on, on, on doing stuff. Right. I mean, I always ask for previous work. Um, yeah. I'm not in the business of teaching people how to do everything. And that, yep. like, that's why I said earlier, um, everybody that I've ever brought on board to my agency, they have something super unique and valuable upfront. That's a skill set. That's an asset to my, to my company and my agency. And then I'll help them develop more skills while they're working with me and I'll teach them new things but they have to have something up front that makes me want to, that makes me say, okay, I need this person on my team. They're going to make my life easier. They're going to help me scale my business, whatever it is. Um, and then from there, then I can teach them new things. So that, that's what I'm looking for. 
uh, usually is, is finding people that have a unique and uh, interesting skill set up front um, and then building them up once they're inside. So, Sure. Have you had any like bad experiences or people you've had to, to let go or sort of cut ties with? Yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like every business owner does. Um, yeah, I've had a few people that just, you know, didn't, didn't cut it. They just weren't doing um, the quality of work that I was looking for. And at the end of the day, it's, that's just how, it's how it goes, man. Um, you know, and every, every entrepreneur is going to face that at some point where they have to fire someone or they have to, you know, or they have to, sometimes it's just a matter of decreasing the, um, the responsibilities of that person. Like I had a contractor recently that um, I, I think I might've overloaded with too much yeah, and too much responsibility. He couldn't handle it. So I had to scale him back down and bring on somebody else to do the stuff that he was, that he was slacking at. And so um, it like business is like a game of chess, right? You have, you have to be strategic and it's not always going to be the best move, but you won't know until you, until you make it right. So that's kind of how I see it at the end of the day. Sure. So, I mean, like as, as a 20 year old entrepreneur, I mean, you've been doing this for what, like three, four years now. Um, what's, what's on the horizon for you? Like what do you have like an overarching vision that you're working towards or like a, a long-term goal that, that you're moving towards or what is, what is sort of driving you right now? Right. So I've always told people my agency is not a means to an end for me. I don't really desire to like build my agency up massive multi, multi $10 million company and sure. sell it like and get acquired. That's not really my, my play. I am in the business of building relationships and building skill sets as a young person, as a young entrepreneur, so that I can take those and apply them to, to future business ventures that I, that I might get involved in. And so um, my, my vision is I want to build a really uh, an awesome brand and build something that's bigger than myself. Um, and you know, how I see myself doing that is focusing on my relationships, focusing on my personal brand right now, building my agency up to a certain point where, um, you know, it's making an impact, it's helping people. Um, and you know, it is doing that right now and it's making me, uh, the money that I need to support my lifestyle. It's making my, it's, you know, it's feeding other people through, you know, my employees, it's just helping my clients, whatever. Um, and then outside of business in terms of just like impact, um, I'd say that like reforming the education system is something that I'm super passionate about, but I don't really want to jump into anything super big, crazy world changing like that until I have a lot of, until I have things in place that provide me with, um, provide me with the resources to do that. Like I have a couple, a couple buddies of mine, like Hayden Bowles and uh, Iman Godzi, both of them. They're, they're two other people that are um, very public about how they want to reform the education system. And so, you know, if you look at both of them, they're doing things now that are, you know, that are benefiting them and benefiting their business so that they can set themselves up to go out and do that in the future. And so that's kind of the same thing that I'm trying to do where, you know, I'm trying to make an impact, make money, build a business at a young age so that, um, let's say 35 years old, I can go out there and I can start making an impact, truly making an impact on the education system and teaching people that, you know, the way that we've been teaching education and the, the route that people go through, especially here in the United States is just so broken and so outdated and old. And that's something that I'm really passionate about that I see myself getting into in the future for sure. Straight up. I mean, I'm, the world's been moving so fast, so fast in the last like 50, 60, 70 years, but the education system really just has not, I mean, it's been massively lagging behind. I mean, I mean, I think anyone could agree with the, the fact that it, it definitely needs some work. Um, so man, I'm, I'm stoked that you're on that mission and, and all the more power to you. 
Um, so yeah, so for sure. So I got, I got a couple questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. So you're feeling ready for those, Kieran? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. First of which is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? Um, let's see. Are you, you talking like short term or like what, what kind Anything, of thing, man? Um, I'm excited to, to see my family. Um, I moved out to Arizona. Um, I moved out of my parents' house about a year ago. Um, when I was, when I was, uh, I just turned 19. Um, and I moved out of my parents' house here to Arizona with uh, my friends, Jeffrey and, Hay- and uh, Hayden moved out here as well. Casey Adams, like we all kind of came out here as a group. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get to see my family super often. And my, uh, my younger sister's actually going out to, to college here in Arizona and my brother's coming out to visit for a week. So I'm excited to see my siblings and my parents. I'm excited about that. On the business side of things, um, I'm excited about a, uh, a new client that we just got. That's one of the biggest clients that we've ever closed for our agency. And, and we're doing um, kind of a partnership deal where we're getting equity in the company and we're really wow. building this, this really cool project for them. So that's something that's, that's like more long-term that I'm excited about in my business. And um, I'm also launching my training program as well, um, where I'm, I'm teaching young kids how to, how to start, build, and, and scale a digital marketing agency. And so that's launching here in the next few weeks as well. And so, yeah, I got a lot going on. I'm really excited about um, all that stuff. So Awesome, man. Lots of exciting stuff to, to, yeah. <laughs> to be stoked for. The, the next thing I'm curious about is whether or not you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business or your lifestyle. Um, I would say physical fitness is a big one. I love, like, this is something that I've more recently like fallen in love with, I guess you could say is, is working out on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. not taking more than, you know, two days in a row, even if I'm traveling, like if I go more than like two days without going to the gym, I just feel kind of nasty. Um, I was always like, I was really skinny growing up, but I was always playing sports. So I was in shape. And Mm -hmm. so, when I stopped playing sports to pursue business, I found myself not going to the gym as much as I needed to. And like, I, I was, I was feeling the effects of it. And so, um, I'd say like six, seven months ago was when I really started taking my fit, my fitness seriously and going to the gym regularly, et cetera. Um, and that's definitely had a big impact on my life and had, a, uh, definitely a positive impact and help with my mindset, help with my productivity. And I just, I feel really good at the end of the day, knowing that I, at least if I, if I did everything else wrong in my entire day, that I at least got a workout in and, and improved my body physically. So that's the truth, man. I've, I've found very similar things as, as I've made fitness more and more of a priority. Um, going to the gym on a regular basis has definitely been something that that's helped me in my business. It just helps keep your mind clear. Um, and, and again, help you feel accomplished, even if the day doesn't go uh, the way you planned it, like, you know, that, that you still got that done and you're still making progress in some area. Right. Exactly. hundred uh, percent. Well, Kieran, I'm extremely grateful for you um, hopping on the podcast today. Where can our listeners go if they want to follow up with you, learn more about you, um, that, that program that you said was launching in the near future um, and just uh, hit you up? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my Instagram is just at Kieran O'Brien and uh, it's spelled K-I-E-R-A-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, that's the story of my life. Every time I go to Starbucks, I have to spell it out. Um, but yeah, so uh, Kieran O'Brien on Instagram, that's where I'm at most of the time. Um, I love I love interacting with people on there. On my YouTube channel as well, same thing, just my name, Kieran O'Brien on YouTube. Um, and yeah, if, if people are interested in, in my program that's launching soon, you can just um, DM me on Instagram, ask for some more information. There's a wait list that you can sign up for and get a free, uh, a free one-on-one call with me as well. So there's some cool stuff going on there. So just shoot me a DM and I'd love to uh, interact with you guys. 
Sweet. And I'll link up all of that in the show notes as well for y'all. Again, Kieran, extremely grateful for you and your time. Do you have any last uh, parting thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to leave the listeners with here today? Um, I would say, uh, especially because I know that you have a young audience, um, go out there and just take the first step. And that's super cliche, but a lot of people just, they, they have analysis paralysis, especially when you're young and you're not really sure what direction to go in. I guess my advice is guys go out there and take the first step, do something to get you moving in the direction of your goals and the rest will just fall into place. As long as you work hard, you'll, you'll get where you're going eventually. So got to take that first step. Kieran, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on young, smart money. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Bada bing, bada boom. That is a wrap, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this last episode of Young Smart Money. If you did, you know what to do. Um, Drop us a five-star review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. I literally run on reviews like they are the fuel that goes into my body and gets me jazzed up, fired up every single morning. So if you take the time, literally it's like five seconds to drop a review. If you're in the podcast app, literally just go to Young Smart Money, scroll all the way down past all the episodes at the very bottom. There'll be a section that says write a review. If you could drop me all of your thoughts, all of your questions, all your comments, all your concerns. I would love to read those. I read each and every one of them. Um, and I really do take them all to heart. So that would mean a ton if you could do that. Otherwise, um, if you guys are wondering how I make money on the show, because if you all notice, I don't put sponsors on the podcast. I don't believe in that. I don't want to waste your time listening to some ad about Squarespace or whatever they're promoting these days on the podcast. And I've been approached by plenty of sponsors, believe me, but they all get shown where the door is because that's not what I believe in. But I am still able to monetize this podcast, turn it into a consistent five figures per month of income. If you guys are wondering how I do that, um, I put together a free cheat sheet for y'all. It's a little bit more than a cheat sheet. It's kind of like an ebook. It's like 20 some pages long where I laid out the 16 methods that I use to monetize my podcast. So if you guys are interested in that, I'm um, again, completely free. Just head over to applecriter.com slash cheat sheet. That's applecriter.com slash cheat sheet. And you can download that completely for free. Cheat sheet is all one word. Uh, don't ask me to spell it though, because I will probably mess up. So guys, applecriter.com slash cheat sheet for the free cheat sheet. How I'm able to monetize my podcast consistently five figures per month off of that. Um, I really am passionate about podcasting and I want to teach y'all how to do it because I see these guys making videos on YouTube, teaching you like the, the bare minimum, the basics, the stuff that nobody like needs to actually learn. Um, but it's, it's that advanced stuff. It's how to actually make money doing this without having to put sponsors on your show that I think is really, truly valuable. So that's why I wanted to share that with y'all. So guys, again, absolutely free to download. Link will also be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day, wherever it leads you. And I'm glad you decided to spend the last hour here with us on Young Smart Money.